Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. It is finally here. It is round one and we have some team lists. Uh, Unfortunately, it's only for the Vegas games, but we finally have some team lists to look through and actually help us pick our fantasy sides, which is excellent. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm not joined by Josh today. It's just going to be me talking solo. He's out uh, studying at the moment. He's going to be sitting the bar in, I think, about 12 hours time. So good luck to him. Um, But before we get stuck into the team list, I might just touch on a few things that will become fantasy relevant uh, over the next couple of weeks. So the fact that we are only looking at the Vegas games at the moment is pretty important. So there's going to be a bit of a split round. Basically, what that means is we're only going to be having four teams locked out this weekend, and all the other teams that will be playing next week will still be available to trade between, so you'll still be able to trade players in and out, but you will have to set a captain by the start of these Vegas games. So keep that in mind when you're picking your teams. Make sure you set your captain. Definitely don't forget to do that because you will miss out and they will lock at the end or at the start of this week. Without further ado... Let's get stuck into these team lists and let's start off with the Manly and Rabbitohs game, which is the first one up this weekend. Uh, For the Manly side, at fullback, we have Tom Trebojevic. On the wing, we have Saab and Jackson Paulo. In the centres, we have Tolu Kola and Ruben Garrick. In the halves, Luke Brooks and DCE. In the front row, Taniela Paseca and Josh Aloyer. At hooker, Lockie Croker. On the edges, Hamoli, Olakuatu, and Burbo. And at lock, we have Jake Trebojevic. On the bench, Carl Lawton, Corey Waddell, Ethan Bullimore, and Nathan Brown. So a few interesting ones here. Probably the biggest one that's going to be fantasy relevant uh, for this weekend is Ben Trebojevic being named in the back row and no shoe start whatsoever. So his injury is going to keep him out. Probably not just the first round, but could potentially be the next couple of rounds as well. He wasn't even named amongst the reserves, so it doesn't look likely that he's going to be returning next week either. Um, That calf injury could be holding him out a little bit longer than expected. So Burbo, I think, is a pretty safe play and definitely a a good center option, especially with not many centers out there. He should be making a bit of cash, uh, if not from round one, but through round two and three should expect him to play at least two games starting before Schuster returns in maybe round three or four. Um, but even if Schuster returns, Burbo will probably go back to the bench and he'll still play a couple of games off the bench to get a few extra uh, cash price rises. So um, definitely be picking up Burbo. I think from round one, he definitely looks like someone to have in your centers. Elsewhere in this uh, Manly team, there doesn't look like there's going to be a ton of value. I think a lot of people were hoping that Nathan Brown would secure that lock spot and uh, Gerbo would be playing in the front row somewhere, but it doesn't look like that's panned out. Definitely don't discount Nathan Brown, though. He's one player to keep on your radar because if he does crack um, a starting spot, there is potential there to make a bit of cash. He's only at 384k, so he definitely can make um, a bit of coin if he gets some minutes. So yeah, keep an eye on him and who knows, he might be able to get some minutes off the bench and uh, and actually make some price rises. So definitely keep an eye on him. Um, another one to consider is Turbo. I know a lot of people were a bit cold on Turbo, especially with the injury history, but you can never discount him. I think with the, the Vegas games, Uh, For Turbo, though, it might be a bit difficult for him just considering the field's a bit, you know, narrower, a bit shorter, not as much space to to get into for Turbo. So I don't see him getting a ton of attacking stats round one, but he's never a bad pick, um, I don't think. And he is a bit pricey, but, you know, he can can turn up on on a good week. So not a terrible buy. 
Moving on to this Rabbitohs team now, and there is plenty of players to look out for here. So a bit of a shuffled back line, especially with the injuries to Campbell Graham and Jack. Well, Jack Whiten isn't injured, but he's suspended, and the injury to Tyrone Munro. A few different uh, players named here. So at fullback, we have Latrell Mitchell. On the wing, we have Johnston and Jacob Gagai. In the centers, Isaiah Tass and Richie Kenner. In the halves, Cody Walker and Lockie Ilias. In the front row, Tavita Totola and Sean Kepi. At hooker, Damian Cook. On the edges, Kaloa Matangi and Jai Arrow. At lock, Cam Murray. And rounding out the bench, we have Davey Moali, Jacob Host, Tom Burgess, and Saliva Havili. I think with this Rabbitohs team, there is plenty of value in a lot of the front rowers. Uh, well, the forward pack, at least. I don't really want to mess around with these outside backs, though. So the likes of Richie Kennard, Jacob Gagai, even Tass, I think I'd be just avoiding at the moment. Gagai can be a bit enticing just because he's basement price, but you you just don't know what's going to happen here. Whiten returns after his suspension, could move Tass to the wing, and then Gagai drops out altogether. So you don't really want to be messing around with these players that you might have in for a week or two and then struggle to get out, especially if Gagai, he might not even make that much cash, might only make 20, 30K, and then you're stuck with a player in your team that you can't trade out because there's no one at worth 250k that you can trade him to. So I'd be probably avoiding these outside backs for the time being and just seeing where it all pans out once, you know, Tyron Munro's back and once Whiten's back in the team as well. Uh, but there is plenty of value around elsewhere. When you look at the likes of Tavita Totola, you know, as long as he avoids getting injured and can play a good set of minutes, you know, 45, 50 minutes through the middle, he's got tons of value in him, should be averaging around the, you know, low to mid 40s, and that should make him about 100K over the first couple of weeks as well. Jai Arrow as well is another one. Like, he's starting on an edge there where I think Cheekam was playing before because he had a few injuries last week, uh, last week, last year, Jai Arrow. Um, so if he can get that spot locked down and, you know, play 60 plus minutes in that role on an edge, or if he, even if he rotates through the middle a little bit, uh, I think he's got some good value in him as well at 557k Jai Arrow. Okay, moving on to the next set of teams. So the second game with the Roosters taking on the Broncos. For the Roosters, at fullback, we have James Tedesco. On the wing, Daniel Tupo and Joe Suwali'i. In the centres, Billy Smith and Joey Manu. In the halves, Luke Keary and Sam Walker. In the front row, Spencer Lenu and Lindsay Collins. At hooker, Brandon Smith. On the edges, Sia Wong and Satili Tupanua. At lock, Victor Radley. And rounding out the bench, Sandon Smith, Nafahu White, Nat Butcher and Terrell May. A few players that haven't been included here in the likes of Dominic Young with his concussion from the trials, so he uh, wasn't fit to return for this game. Warrior Hargreaves as well, who's unfortunately suspended and will be returning next round. And even Connor Watson missing out on a bench spot um, in this team. So a lot of good names, big names uh, left out. So uh, people that could be considered, you know, later in the year and crack a bench spot. But uh, the names on everyone's lips at the moment and plenty of messages coming through to the Insta around these two, Sia Wong and Satili Tupanua. Look, it's very hard to choose between these two and it really pans out. It's going to depend on what pans out uh, in the um, rotation between Nat Butcher and Tupanua and Wong. So we're not really sure who's going to get 80 minutes here. If... I were to put money on someone and have to make an educated guess. I would say Tupanua is more likely to play 80 minutes over Wong. Most likely, 
Butcher's going to come on and spell Wong at some point. Um, they could probably both share minutes as well. You never know. They could both get 60 minutes and Butcher maybe switches between both edges, plays on the left a bit and then plays on the right. Who knows? I think um, it's just going to be a bit of a Trent Robinson special and he's going to just play it by ear as the, uh, as the game goes. So very interesting one there. Most likely... Tupanu was the best buy out of those two, especially at the the cheaper price of 421k. Uh, Obviously, the other players to look out for is Brendan Smith. Yes, bit of a trap. I know everyone's been talking about that, but I still see a bit of value in him. You know, he should be averaging in the low to mid 40s at a minimum, really, um, given his quality. So as long as the Roosters can hit a bit of form, Brendan Smith should see a bit of an uptick. So if you want to take that risk, he's, you know, not too expensive mid-range, 540k, decent player there. And James Tedesco is at a huge discount, but very hard to start with him considering his slow starts over the last few seasons. So, you know, not a bad option at 670k, especially considering he normally is, you know, around the mid-700s by the end of a season. So, get him in a bit of a discount normally so yeah not one uh, not a bad one to consider for round one either moving to the broncos team now with reese walsh at fullback jesse arthurs and dean mariner on the wing katoni staggs and selwyn cobbo in the centers ezra mam and adam reynolds as the halfbacks Corey jensen and Payne haas in the front row billy walters at hooker brendan piercora and jordan ricky on the edges and pat carrigan at lock uh, on the bench, Tyson Smoothie, Fletcher Baker, Kobe Hetherington, and Xavier Willison. So, pretty safe to say Willison's going to be in most people's teams after his form from the trials. Looked excellent, was very good through the middle, very great defensive work, and just needs to get the minutes in this team to score points. So, you know, as long as he's getting... He's generally about a point-per-minute player as well, based on his um, previous games off the bench for the Broncos. So, you know, if he nabs 30-plus minutes, you should have some good value out of him um, off the bench, hoping for some, you know, high 20s, low 30s, and that'll get you 100K in price rises over the next month as well. So, not a bad one to start with. It's just going to depend on the minutes for Willis. And, and given that they have a you know bench hooker, so they're going to be rotating Billy Walters and Tyson Smoothie, Fletcher Baker and Kobe Hetherington playing through the middle generally don't get big minutes. So I suspect Xavier Willison's going to get a decent amount of time on the park. So yeah, not a bad one to chuck in your emergencies and make a bit of cash out of. Obviously, Brendan Piacora in everyone's teams, absolute lock, must have him in, scored a double in the trials, looked very good, very running excellent lines in attack. So um, yeah, get him in your team. Enough said about him. A lot of people have Reese Walsh, which is fair, but you could also have Tedesco at the same price. And he's generally a much, like he's much more established as a gun compared to Walsh. So I think if you've got Walsh in your team, I'd probably be leaning Tedesco at the same price over him. Got a lot more upside in Tedesco rather than Walsh at the moment, so maybe one to reconsider. Righto, that covers all the teams, or at least a high level of all the teams. So uh, the main reason for this pod was really to get your questions. So if you ever have questions that you want us to answer on the pod, uh, please go to our Instagram at footybrainspod. We'll do a uh, story every week before we record asking for your questions and if you have any burning ones just feel free to post them there and we will cover them off in the next episode uh so let's start with a few that we've received this afternoon uh tyler asks what are your thoughts on lane and lucas to be honest they were both in my team before that last trial 
The only issue with Lane is probably his work rate. I think he was looking a bit underdone in that last trial, and it did seem that he was splitting minutes with Kelma Tuolungi. So if comes ne- if come next week's uh, team list, Tuolungi's on the bench, I think I'd be avoiding Lane at this stage just because I'm just worried that he's going to be sharing minutes, probably not playing 80, and I only see the upside if he's playing 80 on an edge there for Parramatta. So might be one that you give a week, see if he does play 80, and then pick up in round two. Um, same with Dylan Lucas, really. Um, Kai Paul Pierce off the bench for the Knights took that edge position off Lucas uh, about 25 minutes in, and I could see that happening pretty much the same way in round one. Kai Paul Pierce sharing minutes with Lucas off the bench. I don't see him sharing with Frizzell. Frizzell plays that 80 edge role um, pretty regularly for the Knights. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be a bit worried about Dylan Lucas, and especially at that mid price range. He'll still score, you know, okay, but you really want to be getting the 50 pluses out of Dylan Lucas for the upside. You don't really want to be getting the 40s um, that he'll probably get when he's sharing minutes. So probably two to avoid at this stage. Next question from Bryce. Struggling for cheap winger fullback options. Tilpiki an option with clock stud out till round four. Tilpiki's not a bad option. I just think there's probably better ones out there that are cheap. Obviously, everyone's going to be having Pappenhausen come round one. That's a given. The main cheap ones that I'd be putting around him is probably Kyo Weeks at this stage. He looks like he's secured that uh, 5-8 role. There is Ethan Strange around, but we'll see how that pans out uh, come team list next week. And we'll definitely talk in more depth about that next week when Josh is back. Um, another one's probably Kotrick. Based on that round two, or round two, the round two preseason game trial. Um, Kotrick looked pretty good, so I've got a feeling um, Sticky's going to be picking him on a wing, and yeah, I think he's a pretty safe lock for that Raiders team and should get you a decent price rise as well, only at 261k as well, so plenty of value there. I think out of the really cheap ones, so Tilpiki obviously is pretty cheap, but Kinney, he looks like he's got uh, good security until Campbell's back, the problem is when is Jaden Campbell going to be back? Now, there was reports that he's not going to be back until round four or five. Uh, during the trial game, he got up on the mic and was doing a bit of an interview, and he might be back round three or four, he said, um, but he's just playing it by ear at the moment. So a little bit risky going Keeney, but I think Keeney's got more upside than Tua Peaky at the moment. Um, yes, the Titans have the buy round two, but I think Keeney should get at least round one and round three and has a bit more upside in terms of scoring. Next question from Louis. Uh, pretty interesting one. Would you go Ponga and a weak bench or don't pick Ponga and get a strong bench? Uh, pretty obvious here. I think you probably go no Ponga and get a strong bench. You're, you're picking one player scoring, you know, a 50 or a 60 when you could pick, you know, three cheaper or mid-range players for, you know, scoring you a 40, 50. Odd. Especially when you've got the likes of, you know, Joey Lusick, Sam Hughes around, even, you know, McKaylee um, after that Cowboys trial looked really good and he's at a very, very discounted price. There's a few low mid-range-ish players around that should get you 30, 40s off the bench. So um, I think I'd be splitting that cash up and getting a few cheaper options um, around the place that get you some decent scores rather than chucking it all into a winger fullback that, you know, will get you a, an 80, 90 here and there, but you know, will average around the the 40, 50 mark on his normal games. Next question from Jack. Is Spencerlini or buy uh, or what to do when Jared Warrior Hargreaves comes back? Okay, interesting. But 
Yeah, Spencer Lenu. I don't think he's a buy at this stage. He's probably going to be reverting back to the bench as soon as Hargreaves is back next round. He should get good minutes this first game, but it depends if he gets a good score. That's the thing. Because if he comes out and only gets you like a 25-30 in this first round, it just means he's going back to the bench. He's not going to get any price rises and you're just going to be stuck with dead weight there in a player on your on your interchange or emergencies. But if he comes out this week and scores like, you know, 45-50 plus because he's getting decent minutes, especially with the light bench that the Roosters are carrying that probably won't be, you know, fielding a bunch of minutes uh, uh, along the mids then he's worth a buy, but it, it depends how you see Lenny. I think he's too big of a risk to go for round one, especially when there's other players around that price that um, are just as good, especially when you can go to like a, you know, a Tupanua or a Piacora or even, you know, Jamin Salmon might pan out as a decent um, option as well. So I think probably one to avoid in Spencer Lenny. Uh Question from Jay. Are they going to release the other team lists? Uh, I wish. This is actually going to be quite a hard um, navig- hard way to navigate the start of the season, really, especially when you you know, you know, can't really pick a, a solid team until next week. You're kind of stuck with the players that you have at the moment. So, yeah, you've just, you've just got to be a bit flexible in the way you pick because once you've picked the players for this weekend, you, you've got to manage who you have on your, on your reserves and on your field for cash next week when team lists come out especially so let me put it this way so if you're thinking for example you know you've got your you've got your set and forget guns say you've picked a piacora or a Haas, or you know you've chucked in turbo or something for this week or a dce someone you know taking up a lot of cash you're not going to have that cash come next week when team lists come around you're not going to be able to swap out that player and split them up and get two cheapies for the price of dce or you know go upgrade and cut two two cheap players to get a a big gun in. So you've got to think about your cash management at this point in time, especially when you're thinking, we know that Brad Arthur said Joey Lussick and um, Brendan Hands, he's only going to pick one of them for 80 minutes. Chuck Lussick in your team now, knowing that he's worth more money. So then it gives you an extra 50K to free up if Brendan Hands is selected to spend on another player. You know, think about that cash management at the moment. Only pick players that you are happy to have in your team and are a bit risk averse, probably play it safe to start the season and go, go with the way everyone else is going just so you don't get caught out. Cause if you get caught out first round, you're going to be trying to play catch up for the rest of the season. So probably best to play safe. And we'll round it off with the last question from about four different people. Uh, who are you picking out of Wong and Tupanua? I did already cover this. I'm going to pick Tupanua. I am, am very interested in Wong still and might go with both of them at the moment and then just drop one of them next week. I know that sounds stupid, but the problem is they both could go well. They both could get 60 plus minutes, you know, score high 30s, low 40s and both make cash. There is that chance at the moment, but we really don't know until we see how the rotation works, see what happens when, you know, Warrior Hargreaves comes back. The bench will change completely next week. You know, there'll be a bit of a change up come round two. So it's really hard to tell which one to go. I think most people just have to go with their gut. I'm leaning Tupanua. Don't hate going both of them, but it is a, a big risk. So like I said before, maybe go risk averse. Maybe just start with one and go from there. But that is pretty much it. 
that, uh, guys. So thanks for listening. Uh, we'll get back to our regular podcast starting next week. We'll have one a week and we'll also have an extra podcast uh, starting next week for everyone that is on the Patreon. So feel free to follow us there if you want a little bit more content each week. Uh, we'll also be posting stuff for the free followers of the Patreon as well um, each week. So um, you can follow us there. Otherwise, Instagram, Facebook, will put out posts pretty much every day during the season. Plenty of buy, hold, sells. You'll see us uh, talking about must-have players throughout this week leading up to round one. So, yeah, get around the content. Uh, Feel free to send us your questions and we'll catch you guys next week.